Today, we are going to hear a story um, about a man named Elijah. And last week, we heard about King David, who's considered to be a really good king. Um, and Elijah's story takes place, though, when a different king is in power, um, King Ahab, and he's not a very good king at all. Elijah actually has a message for King Ahab that's from God, um, and it lets King Ahab know how God feels about him being a poor leader. And God will actually end up sending Elijah to go on this journey where he's going to encounter someone who will be very helpful to him. So I just invite you to listen to our skit adaptation of Elijah's story, and we will have some of our friends in the church school program playing the characters. Elijah the prophet comes from the land of Tishbite to speak to King Ahab, and Elijah said to King Ahab, My God of Israel has said to me that there will be no rain in this land until I say there can be. Because Elijah is a prophet, God speaks with him. God then said to Elijah, Go, go east from here and hide by the stream. The ravens will feed you. So Elijah did as God told said and went east to the stream. Just like God had said, ravens brought him food in the morning and evening. He drank from the stream, but after a while the stream dried up since there was no rain in the land. God then spoke to Elijah again. Go east by here and live in the land by the sea. Um, a widow who lives there will feed you. So Elijah went to the land of the sea, just as God had said. When he arrived there, there was a widow at the gate to the town, picking up sticks. Hey, can I have some of your bread? I promise you, I do not have any bread. All I have is a jar of some meal and some oil and a jug. I'm collecting sticks to make a fire so I can cook and feed myself and my son. Don't worry. You can go and do that. Just make me a little cake and bring it for me to eat first. Then you can go and make some food for you and your son. God had told me that you won't run out of food until the day that God sends rain to the earth. So the widow went and did exactly as Elijah said, so that Elijah and his family could eat for many days. Just like God told Elijah, the food did not run out. Our scripture story today speaks of interconnectedness and God's invitation to all of us to be people who care for others. In this way, it's a great text for All Saints Day, as we remember our connection to saints past, present, and future. Well, in our story this morning, there has been a drought, uh, and it is affecting everyone in the land, including the prophet Elijah. And so God uh, first tells Elijah to go out in the desert near a brook, and God provides uh, ravens who bring Elijah food and this brook that provides Elijah with water. But pretty soon this brook dries up. And so God comes to Elijah and tells him 
to go to a foreign land, to the home of a woman, a widow, who will provide for his needs. Now, when Elijah gets there, he realizes that this woman doesn't have much. Uh, the woman says, I have just a little oil and a little flour, and I'm saving it for my son and me. But Elijah asks for help anyway. He asks the woman to bring him a little food. And in return, he says, God will make sure that your oil and your flour do not run out. It's a risk for both of them. This risk of caring for each other, of leaning on each other. Elijah needs the food that she has. She needs those ongoing rations that he says God will offer. And what we hear is an invitation to them to trust, to care for each other. And that it is only in the caring for one another that both of them will survive. To me, what this story teaches us is that as God's people, we are meant to care for each other. We are designed to go through life together, that we are designed to, to learn from each other and to share with each other and to care for each other and to learn how to give and receive care so that we can all benefit and all share God's love. So as part of our All Saints service today, uh, we have asked six saints in our church to share with us a little bit about sharing and caring for others. And so we've asked all six of these folks the very same questions, two of them. The first one is, uh, who is someone who has taught you or been a role model for you about how to care for others? And the second is, how have you cared for or been a helper to someone else? Let us listen to what our saints had to say. Who is someone who has taught you or been a role model for you and about how to care for others and what did they teach you? My grandma and she taught me how to care for animals like guinea pigs and hummingbirds. My mom because she's taught me how to um, like that I need, should care for the people who I love and help people who are in need. Um, I think that my mom in her own special way taught me how to um, care for others. And it's kind of what she does for a living. Ever since I was in like the seventh or eighth grade, she's been a caregiver at different facilities and that's just what she does for a living. Um, and also when I was uh, a teenager and young, you know, adult, I would uh, live with her, go stay with friends for a little bit, come back, live with her, go stay with friends and come back. And I would just tell her that I was visiting, but I just never left. Um, and she never asked me to either. Uh, so yeah, that was like, I don't know, I guess that taught me something about my mom. And, you know, that was like her special way of caring for me. When I think about somebody that has taught me and helped me to grow, I think about the boss that I had on my first construction job. Um, I got hired on to uh, 
uh, framing crew when I was just out of high school and was a scrawny little teenager and had never worked construction before. Um, and this guy, Chris, uh, taught me the ropes on basic carpentry. Um, he gave me a hard time any chance he could, but at the end of the day, he had confidence in me to hand me a tool and tell me what to do and for me to be able to learn that skill. And that just gave me so much more confidence in myself and my ability to push past the limits that I thought I had and learn new things and to create things with my own two hands, uh, something that I'd never been able to do before and that I didn't think was possible. Who were the saints in my life? First were the Tory women, as I call them, my grandmother, my mom, my aunt. They showed me unconditional love and taught me the importance of that. They mentored me, they supported me in all ways, and they encouraged me. And I wouldn't be the person I am today without them. And the second person is Gary Davis. He was my pastor. He was my spiritual advisor for a period of time, and I volunteered under him at Night Watch, and we had a lot of good times and a lot of good conversations. Okay, I'm going to go back a number of years to about the 30s, and I was six or seven, maybe eight years old. My grandmother had a stroke, and my parents brought her to our house to live and my mother became the caregiver. Oh, yeah. But I was pretty young, and Grandma progressed. She stayed with us for three years at least, and she got so she had her own little space in the house and she could converse with us. But my brother and I noticed that she had a real change of personality. When she came to, after the stroke, it was different than before. When we'd go visit her, it was always cheerful in her kitchen and always a cookie for us. And now she was kind of bossy. And she told us what we could do and what we couldn't do. And I think looking back on it, she may have thought that was her home and she could do as she liked. And my mother had a marvelous way of dealing with things like this that satisfied her and helped my mother. So I give mother complete uh, applause for taking care of being gra with grandma and mother never complained about it all and I think at age eight or whatever I was I must have learned something from her something like understanding maybe some patience more compassion and I think that has kind of stayed with me because I've had to use it in later years so that's my story of what I learned and how to be a caregiver. How have you cared for or been a helper to someone else? Um, I've been a helper to my guinea pigs because I make sure they have food and water every day. Well, lately it's probably been my sister. Um, I help her a lot. I make sure she's safe when we're out and about. And also I let her sleep in my room when she's scared at night. With what we do for a living, we care for kids every single day. Uh, 
just hanging out with them, reading to them, uh, circle time, preschool. That's our way of giving back to our community. And that's how we care for these little kids. These kids are going to be our future. So how we care for them and how we treat them is very important. They take that with them. In addition to the confidence that I picked up from that first construction job, I also got a real love of building and creating things. And lately I've been applying that towards affordable housing development. And it's been so amazing to go from working on one home at a time for one family to being able to create a whole project that can provide housing to 50 or 100 people at a time. And those people not being able to afford housing, if not for that development. And it's just so amazing to be able to take all these tools that are often used by big companies and by the wealthy and be able to take those tools and turn them towards building something for people that really need it and really deserve it to make them feel like they are a valued part of their community. Being a confirmed introvert, I typically think in terms of things and actions. So I've marched for peace, marched for human rights. I built wheelchair ramps for the poor and I maintained our church. On a more personal and recent note, I've shepherded our family members through mental health crises, gave up our home, and moved to continuing care centers so Julia could get the care that she required and we could be together. Okay, let's skip ahead about 50 years. And my mother had been living alone, and my brother and I decided she could no longer do this. So she was living in Montana, I was in Oswego. We put together some options for her and presented them and hoped that she would accept this. She wouldn't talk to us. There was absolutely no discussion whatsoever. So when I had to leave, I was there on vacation. And so I said to her before I left, Mother, would you like to live with me? Well, she brightened up and yes, she accepted that offer. So we moved her to Lake Oswego and two of the kids were married and out of the house, but Jason was in high school. So there were just the three of us. She stayed 10 years and we were the caregivers for her. And there were some beautiful things that came out of it is that uh, all of our celebrations happened in that house. We had Christmas and Thanksgiving, and they all came. So Mother was a part of that whole thing. And a real joy was two babies were born during that time, and she loved her babies. So then that was 10 years of that, and I think it really was fine. We, and Jason was a good caregiver and a good helper. But things do go full circle sometimes. And now it came around to the pandemic in March and I was diagnosed with cancer. Mm -hmm. And my children stepped up to the plate to be caregivers. And I'll give them an A double plus 
They have been so good. They've taken me to every appointment, sat with me through, helped me make decisions on what to do, driven me to treatment five days a week for two months, and now I'm home and I'm by myself and I can take care of myself doing really well. But not a day goes by that I don't get the phone calls. Is there something you need? Can I take you to the store? Do you want to go somewhere? And a lot of encouragement. And uh, they've just been terrific caregivers and haven't stopped. And I think they've been teaching this to their boys and our one granddaughter. And I think they're going to be great caregivers when their time comes. Mm. So that's I've taken care of and I've watched my mother. So I guess I've had my lesson in caregiving. Amen. What powerful stories. And as Juana said, it comes full circle that as we learn from others, we also seek to care for others. So thank you to Cami, Luke, Antonise, Clayton, Kurt, and Juana for sharing your stories, for reminding us of our interconnectedness with one another, and for reminding us of God's invitation to share love and show care toward others. I'm sorry that we couldn't hear from everyone in our church this morning, but uh, our team would just love to invite you to think about these questions for yourselves this week. Uh, to think about who is someone who has taught you or been a role model for you about how to care for others. And to think about how have you cared for or been a helper to someone else. And as you think about those this week and as you practice caring for others, especially in this week ahead with the election and all that's happening in the world, maybe there's a way that you could reach out to someone else through a card or a phone call, maybe with a word of thanks or appreciation, or maybe just a note to say that I'm thinking about you and I'm caring for you. Our world could use a little more of this kind of love. And as the saints of God, this is what we have to offer love and care for others. So may we continue to live out God's care and God's love in our lives. Amen.